The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you. It is October 3rd, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us today. A uh, little uh, foggy up here on the mountain today. Uh, just a bit. Wow. I didn't notice this coming in because everything is so dark. It, it, it didn't realize that I couldn't see. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of death, but yeah, it uh, the fog came in. Just rolled right on in, just All like right. that. We're going to keep an eye on it. So uh, yeah, drive carefully out there this morning. Still a little damp, although it uh, should be clearing up. Later this afternoon, still uh, just a, a chance of a shower out there. Kind of rained a lot yesterday afternoon. I went home and I was debating on what I wanted to do, and then I looked outside and that made my decision very easy. <laughs> Not doing anything. <laughs> Not doing anything. Yeah. Well, you can save the work. I think this will start to break up this afternoon. They said tomorrow will be a cool and sunny day. Ooh. So if you wanted to do a little heavy lifting outside, tomorrow seems to be the day because then it's going to get downright hot. Yeah, well... Seven. They've downgraded the temperature now. Oh, I've have noticed. they? Yeah, because at one time it was showing eighty. Not now. Seventies. Oh. Upper seventies. Upper seventies. But who okay. knows? But that's pretty pleasant. Then never mind. Yeah. Well, Don't listen no, to oh, me. No, that's that's great. <laughs> I saw on the news last night. This was interesting. That in October, the average days this Portland area, the average days of eighty degrees in October one. We have an average, average of, of one 80 degree hmm. day. Although last year was like 10. It was like a, really? a big anomaly, a anomaly last year with the number of 80 degree days. So if we get a 80 degree day, then we're right on right on track. Right on track for average of number of 80 we'll degree days. We'll see what happens yeah. then come this weekend. Yeah, so anyway, it's nice. I did put up my favorite uh Halloween decoration yesterday or last night. Uh, what it, what was that? It's it's a cute little lamp that's little pumpkins stacked on one another. Little jack-o'-lanterns. Little jack-o'-lanterns with little, with little shiny faces or smiling faces and then you plug it in and you turn it on and then the light radiates through their little, the uh, little eyes, eyes and, and mouth. mouth. Yeah. It's my oh, favorite. That's your favorite yeah. one. Friends gave that to our <laughs> girls a long time ago and I've always loved it. It's just like where's the where's the pumpkin lamp? Where is it? I got to put the pumpkin, pumpkin lamp. Put out. it up. That's, it's that time of year. Yeah. I was hoping to get into my fall decorations yesterday. I ended up doing the dishes and then having dinner uh, and then I finished watching. We finished we've been binge watching The Chosen. Oh, yeah, Scott right. Scott and I have been. And so yesterday, I got all caught up. We watched the last two episodes. And uh, so now I feel like I'm I'm like everybody else, like wondering when is the next season coming out. Right. Excellent. How many seasons have they done? Of Three. That? Three seasons. Three so far. I, we watched it on Prime, Amazon Prime. All right. Has it? Oh, I'm in love with this show. So I if, don't know why it took me three seasons yeah. to get hooked into it. So if they do three seasons... Is it all like gospel season? I mean, what's the time frame well, they're doing here? Yeah, it is. I believe that I read in some article that they want to do seven seasons. 
All That's right. the, I mean, of course, this yeah. is the limit. This is not, you know, you're not going to be able to pull this off for years and years. That's yeah. Obviously, yeah. it's dealing with the three years of Christ's ministry. Okay. That's the, that's what they, the, the show is focused on. I imagine though, I mean, you can tell they are building up to the different, you know, the life event. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final episode was the, um, uh, the uh, multiplication of the fish and loaves. Oh, okay. So that's where we are at. If, if uh, you know how that ends, right? Yeah. Uh, what happens in that episode. But what is just so beautiful is it just makes all of the characters so real. Mm-hmm. You hear stories about people, but they've just done such a beautiful job in just creating these men, these human people, Mary right. Magdalene and the people that followed Jesus the man himself, uh, I can't think of his name, uh, that plays Jesus. Just an incredible job. I think they do an incredible job at it. Yeah. Well, so I've nice. really enjoyed it. So in the third season, they're up to the loaves and fishes. Yes. Okay. That's what we've managed to get to in these seasons. All right. Yeah. So, and it does not drag at all. Yeah. So they, like I said, they've just done an amazing job. So now I'm like, oh, when is the new season coming yeah. out? Okay. And this is internet-based, right? It's not on... No, I think, yeah, no, 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 it's streaming. Yeah. Yeah, you have to, there's, like I said, I watched it on Amazon Prime video. I got you. And then I think it was also available on the Angel app. Mm. Angel app, I think is where it's also. So, uh, yeah, if you've been waiting or thinking, yeah. You're giving it a thumbs up. I'm giving it two thumbs up, David, for sure. Very good. All right, well, good. All right, so that was my evening. Thank you. Thank you for that update. So what do you have this morning? Well, Pope Francis has asked her, answered the dubia questions from the five cardinals and pope francis offers a cautious yes to blessing some same-sex unions this is very very interesting this morning very good and we'll talk about a new music venue in the portland Uh area i guess i could say what's old again is new again so uh we'll have that that for you yeah (laughs) we got a great show ahead for you on this tuesday morning here is sean garrison and exceeding You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Sean Garrison and Exceeding. It is 7-Eleven at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Tuesday morning. You know, last week you had a story. We were talking about translations of the Bible. Yes. So uh, you heard a little bit of the episode of Living Stones last night, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Ken Hellenius. They talk about that, so we wanted to bring that to you, and we'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, 
and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. One of the great hallmarks of the Catholic community in the Pacific Northwest is how we pull together in the face of adversity. Unite with Mater Dei Radio, the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, and Archbishop Alexander K. Sample in support of the parishioners of St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem as they recover from the devastating fire that destroyed their sanctuary. My heart really is just filled with emotions. I'm deeply sad by what has happened to your house. Stand with Archbishop Sample and Mater Dei Radio. Show your solidarity with a gift to the St. Joseph Salem Fire Relief Fund through the Archdiocese of Portland at archdpdx.org. That's archdpdx.org to support St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem with Mater Dei Radio. Here for our community as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 714 here at Mater Day Radio. Bit of a drizzly morning out there. Got some fog too, mm -hmm. especially when you're coming up over Sylvan Hill. Those clouds though, will they begin to break up as we move through the day? High's gonna be warmer than yesterday, reaching about 66 degrees, then overnight cooling down to 52. Now Wednesday looks like again tomorrow morning we should be having a little bit of fog, but then sunny afternoon. Temperatures around the same though as today, 66, 67 degrees, but then we're looking at a few warm days as we end the week. So All shaping right. up to be nice. Kind of a little warmer this morning. 61 degrees at St. Stephen's Church in Portland. And it is 59 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. David, as you said last week, we were talking about the different versions and translations of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And yesterday, well, Deacon Harold Brick-Sivers tells you what edition he uses. Right. Here's a piece of Living Stones from last night. Yeah, St. Jerome, tremendous influence. And what I love about the Vulgate, you know, everybody asks, which translation of the Bible do you use? You know, and of course, I use the Revised Standard Version, Catholic edition. But I don't think there's any translation that's absolutely perfect, you know. Right. Um, but because I, I our language as as, changes. The language right, exactly. we use changes every day. And so, and we're, and we're looking at self-revelation that was written down originally you know sometimes 3000 years ago you know all the way up to to the mid 100s AD so yeah or early 100s AD kind of the late late 1st century yeah and what i appreciate about jerome is uh especially in the new testament the accuracy of his translation mm -hmm. you know um from the greek to the latin of course then of course you go from latin to english and then we, you know you, yeah. you, you lose, every time you translate you lose something right of of the mm -hmm. of the feel but what I appreciate with him, uh, I, I may have told this story before in, in graduate school, Father Mitch Pack was teaching us uh, Greek and we were translating the Our Father and, and he put us into pairs, like kind of translation partners. And so we're going through the Our Father. We got 
we got to give us this day our daily bread. And we expected to see the word Hamera, which is the word for daily. Instead, we saw Epiusias. Epiusias? The heck is that? <laughs> you know, so, so uh, I mean, it threw us off because we're that's not the word we're expecting to see. And so we're asking each other, do we ask the people next to us and on the other side of us? And we're all confused. And Father Mitch saw the little commotion. He goes, what's going on? I said, well, we don't understand what this word is. And so he stopped the class and wrote it up in Greek on the board and explained. Epi, uh, epi means above, beyond, super. Usias means substance, essence, nature, or being. So he said the, the actual translation is like supernatural, super substantial bread. Mm-hmm. We're like, wait, what? How did you get from supernatural to daily? You know, but when you look at the Vulgate, because uh, someone did have a, he let us use whatever translation we wanted, although, you know, he used the Greek. I mean, he literally, he had no English at all when he taught the wow, class. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. he read from the Greek. But someone did have a Vulgate, and it actually said consubstantial. So Jerome got it right. Jerome got it absolutely Is it consubstantial correct. or super substantial? Super substantial. Yeah, yeah, consubstantial, yeah. super substantial, supernatural. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're all legitimate translations of Epiusias, which is a hapax legomenon. Yeah. It's a word that appears in a text once and nowhere else. And so Jerome got it right. And, and it was changed when, of course, the first... Bible in English was a Protestant Bible, uh, you know, so, sure, and they right. didn't like well, that yeah. word, so they changed it to daily as a reference to the manna in the desert that was given twice daily in the desert until, of course, Joshua crossed with the people over to the promised land and the manna stopped. So that's what it's a reference to. But clearly, the word in Greek reflects Jesus' intention of, of really referring to the Eucharist, Yep, you know, yep. As, as a super substantial, supernatural which makes perfect sense when we hear what he says in John 6. So cheers to Jerome. Cheers to Jerome. You know, yeah, he's, I mean, you've hinted upon some of the single most important things about him, right? So, so first off, he leaves his hermitage. His friend, Pope Damasus, calls him to Rome and hires him basically as his secretary and his counselor. So Pope Damasus valued the wisdom that Jerome had gained, you know, because of as a fruit of his time in reflection and prayer and meditation upon the scriptures. So he calls him to Rome and Pope Damasus commissions Jerome to revise the old Latin text that they had of the four gospels from the best Greek texts that were available. And this is something that Jerome did. So uh, he g- gets to this work. He revises the uh, translations into Latin of the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then he proceeded to uh, do a new translation of the Psalms as well. The Psalms already were vitally important in the life of the church as its prayer book, as its you know song book, uh, much as it was and it represents uh, in Judaism. These are the songs and prayers of the faithful. And so already we see what we think of today as the Liturgy of the Hours or the Divine Office, the breviary. We already see this being in the life of the church, which was a direct, uh, it was directly a continuation of uh, the early church's life as Jewish uh, believers in God in Judaism. So, after his friend and employer, Pope Damasus, died in 384, uh, Jerome moved to Bethlehem. Uh, you can still visit the cave where St. Jerome lived. 
And he lived in this cave and he worked on translating the rest of the books of the Old Testament this time. Uh, rather than from Greek and rather than revising the text that existed that was translation of the Septuagint or the Greek translation of the Hebrew scriptures, he gathered the best Hebrew manuscripts that he could find, the best manuscripts in the original language of the Old Testament. And he would supplement his translation, however, with the Septuagint. So he would see what the received text was that he had, that the church had, the the Septuagint, as he was comparing it with the Hebrew original. And then there are actually two books from Tobit and Judith. He translated directly from the Aramaic texts that he could find, which were the oldest. So he had facility, obviously, in Greek and in Hebrew and in Aramaic. He is doing what basically modern translators do, but he was doing it as one man. And it's interesting. You know, you kind of hinted at this as well. Jerome's specific word choices for key biblical concepts have become a part of our everyday faith. For example, in Ephesians chapter 5, 31 to 32, we read, For this reason a man shall leave father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak in reference to Christ and the church. In the Vulgate, in the work that Jerome did, he translated that phrase, what we think of as the great mystery, he writes that it is a sacramentum, hoc manium, a great sacrament. Mystery and sacramentum, sacrament, this, what do we say a sacrament is? But it's a visible sign of an invisible reality. We don't know, we don't understand, except that we know that it shows forth in grace to us, and it communicates grace to us. And so this word sacramentum, which also can mean oath, it can mean promise, it was a Roman military word for the oath that a soldier would take to his general. This is the word that he chooses to describe this mystery that does something for us. And that is a clip from Living Stones. It comes on a Monday at 730. Of course, Deacon Harold Brick Sivers and Ken Hellenius are the co-hosts. I bet you these two would be a lot of fun at a party. <laughs> I'll tell you what. They know a <laughs> lot, lot more than I know. Wow. It's it incredible. Amazing. I know. It's great. So if you want to catch that full episode, of course, it aired last night, but... We've got the podcast, materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary Media app. In fact, while you're on the line today, go to materdayradio.com. You can see our full lineup of great locally produced shows, and we pick the best national programs as well. You can find our program schedule again, materdayradio.com. You'll also have access to it and the podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Jack Trainer was a successful businessman in England. Burly and wholesome, one could see he was a soldier during World War I. What wasn't obvious was that he was once on death's doorstep before God graced him with a miracle. 
One day, as an invalid, full of scars and unable to get up from his bed, he heard of a local group that was going to Lourdes, France for a pilgrimage. Being strong with faith, he insisted to go against objections from his wife and priest. Once there, Jack demanded from bed to participate in the daily baths and adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. While in the baths, he felt an agitation rumble through his legs and looked down, saw bandages bursting away. Through his strong faith and prayer with the Blessed Sacrament, Jack Trainer was healed by the grace of God. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Chisandi. season comes football and tailgating and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Day Radio. We're happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. 726 and Mater Day Radio. Well, we're going to tell you about a new outdoor venue for a concert. This is pretty cool. So we'll have that for you in the news. And Pope Francis answers the dubious questions from the five cardinals, maybe offering a cautious yes to blessing same-sex unions. I'll explain this answer coming up in news. Here is Tori Harris with Face to Face. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Brace of heaven, come and dwell in us. Our hearts
Tori Harris and Face to Face. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this morning, responding to a group of five cardinals who posed critical questions about his upcoming Synod of Bishops on synodality, Pope Francis largely upheld the church's ban on women priests while suggesting the doctrine can still be studied, but signaled openness to giving blessings to same-sex couples, provided that doing so is not confused with a sacrament of marriage. The Pope issued his replies in July, but they were made public only on Monday. On Friday, the five cardinals published what are technically known as dubia or doubts, which they said they had submitted to the pontiff over the summer, which focused on women's ordination, the blessing of same-sex unions, and the authority of the synod to issue binding teaching. On whether the practice of blessing same-sex unions is in keeping with Catholic revelation and the church's magisterium, Pope Francis said the church has a very clear concept on marriage, an exclusive, stable, and indissoluble union between a man and a woman, naturally open to begetting children. He goes on to say, only this union is called marriage. Other forms of union are only realized in a partial or anogamous way, which is why they cannot strictly be called marriage. The Pope went on to say, however, he stressed the need for compassion in the church's pastoral care of homosexual individuals and signal an openness to blessing same-sex unions on a case-by-case basis. Hey, local music fans going to have a new venue to watch their favorite bands, and now one of the largest. Providence Park, home of the Portland Timbers and Thorns soccer teams, has announced it will be hosting concerts beginning next summer. It will start with the legendary Foo Fighters on Friday, August 16th, as part of their Everything or Nothing at All North American tour. The Foo Fighters will be the first act since 2005 to play the outdoor arena formerly known as Civic Stadium, PGE Park, and Jeldwen Field. Configured for live music events, Providence Park will be able to seat around 30,000 people. By comparison, the Moda Center seats about 20,000, while the amphitheater in the Gorge holds 27,000. Portland Civic Stadium held its first concert back in 1957 <gasps> with the King. Elvis. Elvis was in the Rose Garden. Yeah, Elvis right well, there. Well, the Rose, Rose City. Portland, yeah, that's right. The Civic Stadium at the time, I believe. So myself, personally. Have you been there? I saw Who? David Bowie and the Glass Spider Tour at the stadium with Duran Duran opening the show. Right there on the field at, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember what variation at the time, if that was Jeldwin Field or uh, what the name of it was, but great show. You know who David Bowie's lead guitarist was in that show? Uh, Wait, uh, you told me this. Yeah, Peter Frampton. Pe- that's right, yeah. Peter Frampton. It was an awesome show. Who already, obviously he must have had a career of his own already, oh, yeah. no, not yeah. as part of... of- his David Bowie's yeah it was just kind of his comeback and he and I think uh, David Bowie knew what a great guitar player he was and so asked him to be his lead guitarist on the show he actually did play a couple of quote Peter Frampton songs Songs. that he gave him during the show but David Bowie the show started out there was a big spider over the stage and David (laughs) Bowie came out dropping down from the spider like a web like a web huh yeah it's cool wow I'm I'm going to 
pick a show next year and go to. I think that is a perfect venue. Oh, Right yeah. there in downtown, a beautiful, warm summer evening, great show, mm-hmm. you know, take in the scene around the area. A lot of fun. For sure. And that's the right amount of people, too. 30,000. 30,000. Your closest friends. <laughs> that's it. Well, federal student loan borrowers will need to start making payments again this month after a three-year-plus pause due to the pandemic. You should expect a bill that lays out how much you have to pay each month at least 21 days before your due date. It's likely that most borrowers have received their bill already. If you have not, visit your loan servicer account. Interest started accruing again in September. If you have student loans and haven't made a payment in the last three years, don't panic. Here's what experts recommend. The first step is to log into your studentaid.gov account and check who your loan servicer is. Many loan servicers changed during the pandemic, so you might have a different one than you did back in March of 2020. Now, once you know your loan servicer, you'll log into your account with them to access your student loan balance, monthly payment amounts, and interest rate. And lastly, update your personal information in your account with your loan servicer to make sure you'll receive all important correspondence. All right, good good report there. Two scientists won the Nobel Prize in Medicine on Monday for discoveries that enabled the creation of the mRNA vaccines against COVID-19 that were critical in slowing the pandemic, technology that's also being studied now to fight cancer and other diseases. Hungarian-American Caitlin Carrico and American Drew Weissman were cited for contributing to the unprecedented rate of vaccine development during one of the greatest threats to human health, according to the panel that awarded the prize in Stockholm, Sweden. Grico is the 13th woman to win the Nobel Prize in Medicine. She was a senior vice president of BioNTech, which partnered with Pfizer to make one of the COVID-19 vaccines. Grico and Weissman met by chance in the 1990s while photocopying research papers. How about that? Hey, hey, hey look at that. I'm photocopying this. Hey, well, why don't we partner? And, Let's uh, partner in this and, and, and save the world. And save the world. Okay, sounds good. Uh, the Nobel Prize, by the way, carries a cash award of $1 million. Wow. So not a bad little prize to win. All right. Don't step into the water. Officials right. in Portland are warning people against recreating in the Willamette River until Wednesday after about 11,000 gallons of sewage spilled into the water Ew. overnight. The Bureau of Environmental Services says the discharge happened overnight near the Morrison Bridge after a malfunction at a nearby station. Anyone recreating in the Willamette River is asked to avoid contact with river water between the Morrison and Fremont bridges for about 48 hours. Officials say the discharge happened at a pump station on Southeast Alder Street around 2 a.m. Monday lasted for about six minutes with a possible another discharge happening around 9 a.m. Although the amount of sewage discharge is low, compared to how many gallons of wastewater are treated each day. We're talking 11,000 gallons compared to the 70 million that go Mm. through it each day. The Bureau says it's issuing the advisory because of the potential for higher bacteria levels in the Willamette River. Well, there go my afternoon swim plans. (laughs) Go swimming in the water. Hey, in sports, Major League Baseball playoffs get underway today with four wild card games, which are the best of three series. So in the American League, the Texas Rangers play at the Tampa Bay Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays are at the Minnesota Twins. 
In the National League, it's the Arizona Diamondbacks at the Milwaukee Brewers and the Florida Marlins at the Philadelphia Phillies. Four teams with the first-round buys include the Baltimore Orioles, the Houston Astros, the Atlanta Braves, and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Sorry, Mariners fans. You were like one game I don't even want to. Out of it. That's always, that's it. Always just one, one game. game. One game. Sorry I about I could have been the champions yeah. except for one game. For one game. <laughs> uh, sorry about your Padres, too. Uh, they weren't even close yeah. this well. year. I had a lot of hope, too. I know. At seven years of age, Malachi Bayou joined a choir. In fact, he shared that he only started singing because what he calls his bossy mom forced him to go. But from there, that moment he started singing, he decided that it would be his future career. In his bid to achieve his dreams, the now 13-year-old British boy went on British, uh, Britain's Got Talent to perform for the crowd and for the judges, including the notoriously critical Simon Cowell. Ooh. The minute the youngster started singing P.A. Yeju, he lit up the stage. You be the judge for right. yourself. And what's your name, please? Uh, my name is Malachi. I'm 13 years old and I'm a singer from London. All right, no more questions, I promise you. Good luck. Many were particularly moved by the youngster's rendition is because he managed to achieve a musical rarity. He obtained an impressive frequency of 963 hertz. Mm. This is known as the God frequency. So when listening to this sound level, listeners are brought to a level of happiness, what is known as the God frequency. And when you hear Bayou, it's not hard to feel that you're in the presence of angels. Mm. Yet there is a science behind this frequency. This elusive hertz activates the pineal gland that produces serotonin or the happiness hormone. Some people refer to this as the spirituality gland, as the individual feels a strong sense of peace and harmony, balancing emotions and elevating the mood. After completing his audition, the crowd and judges gave a standing ovation to this young teen. And understandably, Cowell, who described Bayou as having the best voice he had ever heard, rewarded him with a golden buzzer that shot him straight to the finals. Although Bayou didn't win the final of the competition, he has since signed a record deal and has released an album fittingly called Golden. Nice. And hopefully he will continue to inspire others with his heavenly tones. Pretty cool. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And continuing through the end of the month, it is Winter Warmth Drive. Catholic Community Services of Lane County is having a Winter Warmth Drive to provide its neighbors with needs of hats, scarves, jackets, gloves, blankets, socks, 
all free of charge. All through September and October, Lane County residents can bring their donations of winter clothing to drop-off barrels in Eugene, Springfield, and Vanita. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. We're going to talk about our new book. Is it like finding peace in the storm? That's it. All right. It's right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. 744 at Day Radio. We've got about a 30% chance of showers this morning, some clearing later today, high of 66 degrees, patchy fog overnight tonight, low of 50, and then see some sunny skies after fog tomorrow, high of 66. Currently, it is 59 degrees at St. Cecilia's Catholic Church in Beaverton. And 57 degrees at O'Hara Catholic School in Eugene. Sometimes discernment seems so complicated, and it's just a struggle to be still and to listen to God's voice. Now, following the death of his spiritual director, St. Alphonsus Liguori penned timeless advice in a letter to one of his spiritual daughters, and it became the famous work titled Uniformity with God's Will. Well, in his book, Finding Peace in the Storm, author Dan Burke breaks open St. Alphonsus' 18th century classic, but how could a book written over 200 years ago even be relevant in today's storm of noise, news cycle, and social media? Well, Dan is joining me this morning to explain how. Good morning, Dan. Thanks so much for coming back on the show today. It's great to be with you, Brenda. So that's my, my biggest question. 200 years ago, when St. Alphonsus Liguori was writing these letters, he had no idea where technology would be taking us today. How can this 200-year-old writings be relevant in everything that we experience today? This storm just feels like something greater than history's ever experienced before. Yeah, I mean, the storm inside the church is, is really quite extraordinary. We've got the news of the dubia and uh, coming out uh, just recently questions of cardinals to the Pope, and then we have the synod which is related to, and then we have uh, our social, um, just d- destruction of our of the social order uh, of our country. And, and you know, the, th- the reason uh, wisdom that's 200 years old applies to um, suffering is because suffering is, is uh, begun at, in the garden. And any wisdom you can gain from 2,000 years old, 2,000 years ago, can apply to suffering today when you understand that God allows or causes um, the challenges that we experience 
in the times that we experience them. And when we get that idea, that fundamental idea, which is what he, St. Alphonsus is trying to teach us, it can radically alter our disposition toward God and toward our circumstance such that we can walk in peace and cooperate with him. Dan, we know that in this life, there are times of joy and there's times of suffering. And during those times of joy, we recognize the many blessings of God. But in those sufferings, it's hard to find, and it's even more harder to understand why God is allowing us these things to happen to us. Is that exactly the case, as you just said? Is it because God needs for us to learn and know him? And through suffering, there is even greater fruits that can be found, even in those times that are good. Yeah, I mean, look at even Jesus in the New Testament. It speaks of how, in some mysterious way, his work, his his pouring out of himself was made even more perfect in his suffering. Right? So that can happen with Jesus, it can happen with us, but it's exactly right. When we recognize, when we, as an act of faith, I mean, you made a point uh, that's really important, and that is, what I'm saying is hard, okay? There, there are many good books written on this topic, actually three that I think are the best, and this one is the most clear. And the reason it's written on over and over is because it's hard, but it's really important because when we, you know, as an example, right now I have lung disease and I'm very close to hospitalization and it unfortunately happens to me often. How should I respond to it? Should I be angry? Should I be frustrated? Should I complain to God? Or can I say, thank you. I know I need this for my humbling. I know I need this for my salvation. The synod here. I'm going to offer up every time I have a difficult breath. It's for the synod. It's for the church. It's for the healing of the church. Um, it's, you know, we just had a, a, a prayer crusade with five seminaries online last night. We prayed to the whole rosary. Can I offer it up for those men in these seminaries? So rather than being angry, frustrated, upset, it's it's saying, what are you doing? And how can I join you? And how can I embrace this suffering and be a part of how you're redeeming me, saving me and saving the world? If you are just joining us this morning, I'm having a great discussion with author Dan Burke. The name of his new book is Finding Peace in the Storm, Reflections on St. Alphonsus Liguori's Uniformity with God's Will. It is out today by Sophia Institute Press. Dan, I can understand in my mind, in my need to not drop my will and take over God's, but to align my will with God's. It's very simple to say, I'm going to align my will to what God wants me. And yet when confronted with difficulties, boy, we just want to control it ourselves and say, no, God, oh, yeah. I, you know, I've got this. And you talk about these temptations in your book. Kind of let our listeners know a little bit about what are those three kind of biggest temptations that we've got to confront and how we need to resist those. Well, the biggest temptations, I think, the biggest temptations are that we, one, turn away from God. It, it, I think the best way to describe it is Peter on the on the water when Jesus was walking up. 
and there's a big storm popping up and Peter is asked to step out in faith and he does do that. And what, but then when the storm begins to threaten, one, he takes his eyes off of Jesus. That's the first wrong move. Mm. So that's exiting prayer. That's entering, that's entering into, uh, you're exiting the, the, the presence of Jesus and entering and leaving and entering into the realm of the enemy of the flesh and of fear. So you exit Jesus, you enter into fear, and then you begin to try to control, as you as you noted. So those are the three things that come to mind that are really problematic when we when we are in the storm. But instead, what we've got to do, which St. Alphonsus points us to St. Teresa of Avila for this, is we have to have a steadfast discipline of daily mental prayer, a steadfast discipline of examining our in the context of God, so that we're always remaining in His presence and always drawing ourselves and fixing our compass, which is constantly drifting off of true north because of concupiscence, and reordering that compass to know God is the one who's in control. There's going to be a good outcome in this. I don't know how or why, but He's He's not a liar. He's, he's done so much good for me. You have to do this kind of self uh, talk or acts of faith, it's kind of a two-sided coin, that affirms God's truth and tells our, we tell ourselves the truth, and that's even a form of spiritual warfare that's very powerful. Dan, you have shared with us the struggles you are experiencing with lung disease, and many people in the world suffer from all types of ailments, and it's not something short-term. It's something that yeah. can last months and years even. And for some, that the suffering just goes on and on. And it is very difficult when you know that there may not be a cure, where you know there may not be a way out of certain situations, to still remain faithful when it doesn't feel like there's any hope within you. How do you press through with these very difficult and long-term situations and just still find the ways to recognize that there are crosses that we all bear and that it still leads us to God. How do you get through those times of desolation? Well, it's one, one important point is to know you can't, um, not in and of yourself. We can't, I can't, I don't humanly have the strength to not be frustrated and angry and, you know, all the different things that I felt in my life over the disease that I, suffer in the hospitalizations and all of that. But when you daily draw near to the Lord and you're close and you're, you're ever more immersing yourself in the sacraments, you're learning, you, you've made a reference to discernment of spirits. And I think maybe in the past we've talked about my book, Spiritual Warfare and Discernment of Spirits. Mm-hmm. But daily mental prayer, the examine discernment of spirits, starts to awaken, awaken the soul to the movements of grace that enable and empower and encourage us. And those moments can become seconds. They they start out as seconds of relief, and they can end up being minutes of relief and hours of relief and days of relief and peace. But we have to work moment by moment. We have to work on those foundational spiritual disciplines and then begin to cooperate as the Lord speaks to us and encourages us in those little moments 
that become big ones. There's no, you know, there's no magic formula. There's mm. no, you know, you can't, you can't read this book and everything's okay. It'll help you a lot, but it's just a matter of a day-to-day ordering of the soul, the, the intellect, the will, and the emotions to God. Oh, Dan. Well, I really appreciate your time today. What an incredible book. 200 years ago, the San Alphonses wrote these things and relevant still today. So I appreciate you putting this together and for your time today. Thank you so much. It's been great talking with you. And again, that is Dan Burke. So the name of his book, Finding Peace in the Storm, Reflections on St. Alphonsus Liguori's Uniformity with God's Will. It is out by Sophia Institute Press. I will be sure to add a link that'll get you right to Sophia Institute Press. You can purchase a copy for yourself. You'll find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. And it is 7.55 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, don't forget about our Hail Mary media app. It is free. You can get access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. Tune into live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio. Sign up for customized prayer reminders as well. Again, that's Mater Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. All the details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 757 at Mater Day Radio. We'll tell you about a recall on those one-wheel skateboards. That's in the news. And applications are open to become a perpetual pilgrim. You can walk across the United States with our Lord. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today's saints share many things. Saints Ewald the Black and Ewald the Fair not only shared names, but also their vocation as priests, companions, and martyrdom during the seventh century. Like many of that time period, they received their religious education in Ireland, where they both grew in faith and holiness. While in Ireland, they became acquainted with St. Willebrord, the apostle of Friesland. Willebrord's passion for the conversion of the German people inspired the men to pursue their own mission work. Around the year 690, Ewald the Black and Ewald the Fair set out on their own mission together to convert the people of Old Saxony. In those days, the Saxons had no king, 
They were a pagan people whose lands were ruled by several eldermans or earls who shared equal power over their regions. When both Ewalds arrived in northwestern part of Old Saxony, they stayed with a certain steward to one of the earls, who entertained them for several days, promising to introduce them to the chieftain. In the meantime, the two offered daily prayers, sang psalms, and offered the sacrifice of the mass. Some of the pagans would observe the priests closely and started to become a little afraid that the missionaries would convert their earls, destroy their temples, and overthrow their religion. Out of fear and rage, they devised a plot to kill them both. An uprising quickly broke out and the two priests were seized by the angry mob. Ewald the Fair was killed quickly with the sword, but Ewald the Black was tortured before meeting his fatal end. Both of their bodies were then discarded into the River Rhine. The place of their martyrdom became known as Applerbeck in the modern district of Dortmund. A chapel and monument stand to commemorate the sacrifice of these two martyrs. According to sources from that time, miracles began happening immediately following their death. The first was a vision of one of the martyrs appearing to the former companion who was instructed on where to find the remains. And upon finding the two martyrs in the river, it was said a heavenly light, like a column of fire, was seen shining above them. Today, the two Ewalds are honored as patrons of Westphalia, Germany. The Saxons were eventually converted to Christianity in the 8th century under the reign of Charlemagne. It may seem for those two saints that their story ended before it really had a chance to begin, but it was because of their courage in an unknown world where the natives didn't understand their message that God was able to plant his good news in their hearts and create a ripple effect later on. May we all embrace the needed courage and bravery when facing the dangers of this world, that we may trust fully in God's plan and let him work where we cannot. Saints Ewald the Black and Ewald the Fair, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. About 10 months out from the U.S. Bishops National Eucharistic Congress, an application to participate as a perpetual pilgrim to the Congress is live, with the event's leadership describing such pilgrims as the heartbeat and caretakers of the two-month-long journey. Dubbed the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage from May 17th to July 21st, these perpetual pilgrims will start out from four separate locations across the country and travel to the National Eucharistic Congress site. Tim Glenkowski, the CEO of the National Eucharistic Congress, said these individuals will need the fortitude to accomplish the two-month-long pilgrimage, but also a joy, spiritual maturity, and missionary spirit and zeal. A news release from the Congress on October 2nd also noted that the pilgrims must be baptized and practicing Catholics and agree to uphold Catholic teachings throughout. The application is open to young Catholics ages 19 to 29, with a deadline to submit an application on November 28th. Glemkowski said there isn't a set number of pilgrims they're looking for. The Congress, however, previously said they were looking for 48 pilgrims, 12 for each of the four pilgrimage routes. So you, do you know the routes? So uh, they they start from different cities, four different oh, sites. Okay. From the north 
the South, the mm-hmm. East, and the West. So the West starts in San Francisco. All right. And they all will converge to the Eucharistic Congress in Indianapolis. Oh, all right. That's a pretty good trip. That's a good trip. Charlotte Senna, the nine-year-old girl who was abducted while on a camping trip at a New York State park on Saturday, has been found, is in good health. Her disappearance sparked an around-the-clock search involving hundreds of personnel from multiple agencies, including the FBI. Ultimately, a ransom note with fingerprints led law enforcement to a camper belonging to a 47-year-old male suspect last night. They found Charlotte hidden in a cabinet inside the man's camper. She was taken to a hospital where she was evaluated and reunited with her parents. Police have arrested the suspect and canceled an Amber Alert that had been issued when she disappeared. All I can say is praise God that they found this little girl, Mm. her guardian angels standing, you know, guard with her. And uh, whatever maximum sentences they have for this person, I agree. I agree. Kevin Birmingham, an auxiliary bishop of the Archdiocese of Chicago, passed away in his sleep last night. The Archdiocese confirmed on Monday afternoon. He was 51 years old. The Archdiocese on Monday afternoon published an obituary on its website in which Chicago Archbishop Cardinal Blaise Cupich called Birmingham a wonderful priest and bishop and a dear friend and valued colleague. Birmingham was 25 when he was ordained as a priest, according to a 2020 article in the Archdiocesan newspaper, The Chicago Catholic. He grew up in Chicago Ridge and was the seventh of 10 children in his family. He was ordained as a priest in May of 1997 and again in his final role as auxiliary bishop on November 13, 2020. Birmingham's fellow auxiliary bishop, Jeffrey Grob, described the late prelate as genuine, personable, funny, and pastoral. He had a pastor's mm, heart. Sad to hear. Sad to hear such a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. All models of one-wheel self-balancing electric skateboards are under recall after at least four deaths and multiple injuries were reported in recent years, federal regulators said last week. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission reports that the 300,000 now recalled skateboards manufactured by the California-based Future Motion can stop balancing a rider if the board's limits are exceeded, which risks serious crashes. Future Motion has received dozens of incident reports involving these skateboards, the Safety Commission said Friday, including four deaths between 2019 and 2021, and serious injuries like paralysis, traumatic brain injury, fractures, and ligament damage. The deaths resulted from head trauma, the commission added. In at least three of the reports, the riders were not wearing helmets. People who own an impacted one-wheel skateboard should stop using it immediately, according to regulators. Have you seen the? You, you know what? Oh, sure, they look I like. know exactly. Yeah. The wheel is in the center of the board, and right. then you balance your feet yeah. on the front and back. I am not sure if my son-in-law has one of these. He has an electric skateboard, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's like the, the one-wheel balance, one one. balance type. But right. they don't look safe <laughs> no. right from the beginning. It's like wow, that looks really unsafe i've seen those before and some of them can go pretty they fast they go fast they've yeah. got a big tire in the yeah, center exactly yeah. but yeah getting started and balancing on these things yeah. stopping quickly mm-hmm. always been the problem with skateboards yeah 
With $3.5 billion committed to the Interstate Bridge Replacement Program from the state and the authorization of tolling on Interstate 5 Bridge, program officials are now turning to the federal government for the final $2.5 billion. The replacement program asked for $6 million from the U.S. Department of Transportation, a mega grant. If awarded, it would mark a milestone for the replacement effort as the first significant federal investment in the project. A $1 million federal planning grant was awarded last October. Then last year, the program asked for $750, uh, excuse me, $750 million from the bridge replacement program, but we did not receive it. The circumstances, however, are different this year. Program administrator Greg Johnson believes the replacement project will be more competitive this time around. So far in 2023, Washington state authorized tolling on the bridge, matching Oregon and the Oregon legislature allotting $1 billion to the replacement, matching Washington. Now, if replacement program stays on schedule, construction is expected to start in late 2025 or early 2026. All right. Well, in sports, NFL Monday Night Football last night, rookie cornerback Devin Witherson scored on a 97-yard interception return late in the third quarter, and the Seattle Seahawks tied a team record with 11 sacks. They beat the Giants 24-3 last night in New York. So with the win, Seahawks' record improves to 3-1, and one, and I think they're now 6-0 at MetLife Stadium. Okay. They've never lost there. Yeah, this is a sad note. Former University of Oregon tight end and NFL star Russ Francis was one of two people killed in a plane crash in upstate New York on Sunday. Yeah, he was 70. Francis was the Patriots' first-round pick in the 1975 NFL draft. He was selected to the Pro Bowl three times and was second-team All-Pro twice while playing for the Patriots. He later went on to play for the San Francisco 49ers, where he won a Super Bowl. So my wife sent me that story yesterday. She saw it and uh, very sad because her and Russ Francis went to high school together at Kailua High School. Really? In Hawaii. And uh, he was uh, ahead of her in, in school. But um, they actually, we were at a local event and he was there and they saw one another and they sang the Kailua hmm. fight song. <laughs> together and so he's just a wonderful guy wonderful yeah so very sad to see that so a prayer certainly well there are geniuses in there said two-time james beard award winner keith corbin referring to incarcerated men and their ability to cook with the most lifeless flavorless ingredients imaginable Corbin spent 10 years in prison himself and combined with his career as an award-winning chef at his restaurant, Alta Adams, he knows what it takes to make good food out of anything. Corbin was profiled in a feature piece at The Guardian that twisted together the stories of several entrepreneurs who launched careers after being released from prison. Another of the featured ex-convicts was Chef Michael Carter, executive at Down North Pizza in Philadelphia, where he employs only formerly incarcerated men or returning citizens, as he calls them, and offers them halfway or low-income housing with the apartment building located above his pizza shop. His pies, mostly square ones, have made the New York Times best pizza list and won the best of Philly category for pizza. After Carter was released from a 12-year sentence, he took a class from 
for resume writing for food professionals and was asked what experience he had. He replied he had cooked in prison for 2,000 men. Mm. He got a job the next week. It's something that both Carter and Corbin reported to The Guardian. That prison squeezes men, and that squeeze sometimes creates diamonds. In prison, Corbin also fed dozens of people, often with flavorless ingredients. At the com- commissary, he could requisition packaged food items and try to do his best to squeeze flavor into his dish- dishes. He told The Guardian he made Reese's peanut butter cups by baking syrup-soaked processed peanuts and melting a Hershey bar mm. over the top. Now, Carter and Corbin, along with other food service entrepreneurs profiled in the piece, all agreed that reentry skills are not taught in prison, but the desire to work hard and make a decent living if given chances burns burns white hot in returning citizens. They're ready to work when they nice. come out. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Wednesday at noon is a brown bag Bible study at Queen of Peace Bookstore. Queen of Peace are inviting everyone for this eight-week study of the Gospel of John. They say, please RSVP by phone. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. There we have a homily highlight coming up with Father John Henderson, St. Anthony's in Tigard, right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. It's the last few days before Monterey Radio's 2023 Fall share opens on Monday, October 9th. And we need your help to make this a successful broadcast event. Be changed and celebrate the power of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament during this week of thankful celebration. To prepare for this big broadcast event, please prayerfully consider making a gift to help us build a strong matching fund. Your support now will have a substantial impact on the success of Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Fall Sherathon by providing joyful encouragement for other listeners to match your financial generosity. To learn more and make your matching gift now, go to MontredayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app and be changed by Christ in the Holy Eucharist during the 2023 Fall share coming October 9th through 13th to Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 8.13 at Monterey Radio. Got about a 30% chance of showers this morning. See some clearing later this afternoon. We'll have a high of 66 degrees. Patchy fog again overnight tonight, low of 50. And then tomorrow morning, again, maybe some areas of fog. And then mostly sunny skies 
Highs of 66 degrees. Currently, it is 57 degrees at Immaculate Heart of Mary Catholic Church in Kelso. And it is 57 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Mount Angel. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight is from Father John Henderson, pastor at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, what is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, son, Go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not. But afterwards changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, the first. Jesus said to them, amen, I say to you. Tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet, even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. So in today's gospel, we encounter a parable that really invites us to reflect on our response to God and the importance of genuine conversion, genuine repentance. And in this parable, we see a father with two sons. He asked the first son to go and work in the vineyard, and the son initially responds with a refusal, but later changes his mind and goes to work. The second son, on the other hand, immediately agrees to go, but fails to follow through with his promise. This parable today seems like a simple story. However, my friends, it carries such a profound spiritual truth that all of us need to reflect on. The vineyard symbolizes God's kingdom, and the two sons represent different aspects of who we are, our human nature, and our response to following God's will. The first son's initial refusal, I think, mirrors our moments of weakness and sinfulness when we turn away from God's will. There are people like tax collectors and prostitutes who have fallen away, who live lives so much uh, at a distance from, from God's love and concern. We all have times in our lives when we resist doing what we know is right. But what sets this son apart is his ability to recognize his mistake, and more importantly, his willingness for conversion. You know, he repents and ultimately obeys his father's command. And this, my friends, shows us the power of genuine contrition and conversion. Jesus said to them, amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. 
Jesus is referring to those who have recognized their life and accepted the Lord's love. Matthew, a tax collector, Jesus said, follow me. And he left his way of life and turned to the Lord. Mary Magdalene, so many saints in their struggles have decided that they need some type of newness in their life to go in a different direction. Now, what about this other son? Hmm. You know, it's quite common for people to say yes to attending an event, but then does not actually follow through by showing up. You know, it can be very frustrating and I think very disappointing when it happens. Perhaps you've been there. You've invited people to come to a, a dinner party or, or some activity and they say, oh yeah, we're going to be there. We love it. And then you're waiting and waiting and then they don't even show up. And it's kind of disappointing. And this happens as well with church events. There are people who, you know, they'll get me all excited. Wow, this is great. Yeah, we're going to do this, Father. This is going to be fantastic. We're and then I wait, and two people show up. The second son appears obedient on the surface, but really lacks the sincerity to carry out his promise. This reminds us of the danger of hypocrisy and the importance of aligning our actions with our words. It's a stark reminder that saying the right thing is not enough. Our faith must be reflected in our deeds. If you call me and you say, Father, I really need you to come. My uh, father, my mother, my uncle, my brother's dying. We need you right now. And I say, yeah, I'll be there. I'm going to come. And then I don't show up. It really says a lot about my character. And so it's really important that we follow through. You know, in our lives, we often encounter individuals who may appear very positive enthusiastic on the surface, always saying the right things and giving the impression of being deeply committed. And such individuals can teach us a valuable lesson about the significance of authenticity and genuine commitment. I think it's really easy to be swayed by people who seem enthusiastic and positive, but it's equally important to look beyond the surface. Depth in character and commitment comes, my friends, from a sincere desire to do what is right and meaningful. It's not about saying what others want to hear, but it's about doing what aligns with one's principles and values. Faith is not meant to merely uh, be a show or an outward display. It should be a deeply held conviction that guides our thoughts, our actions, all of our relationships, wherever we are, in the workplace, on the basketball court, in school, wherever. Faith is an intimate connection with the divine, a trust in something greater than ourselves. It's not about putting on a performance or appearing righteous to others. Instead, it's about Really, the sincerity of who we are. You know, in the Bible, throughout the scriptures, you could go uh, see so much of it. Jesus often criticized religious hypocrisy, emphasizing the importance of genuine faith. 
You know, I think of another part in Matthew's Gospel, 23, 23. We hear, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You pay tithes of mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier things of the law, judgment and mercy and fidelity. But these you should have done without neglecting the other. And then I think of another passage in Mark, chapter 12, 41 to 44, where Jesus praised the humble widow who gave her last coin in the temple because her gift came from her heart. It was sincere. My friends, our faith must go beyond mere showmanship. It should be a deep and sincere relationship with God that permeates every aspect of our lives. Jesus invites us to be people of integrity whose actions align with our words. He values genuine repentance and obedience over simply mere lip service. And so I ask you all, as I ask myself in, in looking at this word today, are you like the first son who really has, has made mistakes but really seeks reconciliation with God through genuine repentance, through a change of heart? Or are you like the second son who might appear righteous but lacks true commitment? Our God values sincerity and a humble heart. God welcomes those who, like the first son, truly acknowledge their faults, seek forgiveness, and strive to live in accordance with his will. And so as I started, I ask you once again, during the week, really think about this. Remember, Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. Something to think about. And that is today's homily highlight from Father John Henderson, pastor at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard. Please go to our website, materdayradio.com. You have access to that podcast again, but also so many great features on our website, which includes the community calendar, ways to pray with Mater Day Radio, and also information about our Fall share It begins on a Monday. We encourage all of you to join us for a fabulous week. You also have the ability to make your donation to grow our matching fund there on the webpage. Again, you'll find it all at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions 
of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. I am Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. Some are morning people. (sighs) Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 827 on Mater Day Radio, and it is time for the Major League Baseball playoffs. Yeah, I'll tell you who's in it in the forecast and or Pope, in the news. Same thing. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> and Pope Francis answers questions of the dubia that was submitted. I'll have that story for you coming up in three minutes. Here is Chris Bray and in the name. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. We gather in your name. We've come here, Lord, to pray. Oh, lead us, lead us. God, we know you seek us. Conform us to your way. Won't you set us on fire? In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Lord, we come. Your grace, your presence in this place, feed us, sustain us, bread of life begins, transform us to your way.
That is Chris Bray and In the Name. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In your news this hour, responding to a group of five cardinals who pose critical questions about his upcoming Synod of Bishops on Synodality, Pope Francis largely upheld the church's ban on women priests while suggesting the doctrine can still be studied, but signaled openness to giving blessings to same-sex couples, provided that doing so is not confused with the sacrament of marriage. The Pope issued his replies in July, but they were made public only on Monday. On Friday, the five cardinals published what are technically known as dubia or doubts, which they said they had submitted to the pontiff over the summer and which focused on women's ordination, the blessing of same-sex unions and the authority of the synod to issue binding teachings. On whether the practice of blessing same-sex unions is in keeping with Catholic revelation and the church's magisterium, Pope Francis said the church has a very clear concept on marriage, an exclusive, stable, and indissoluble union between a man and a woman naturally open to begetting children. However, Pope Francis stressed the need for compassion in the church's pastoral care of homosexual individuals and signaled an openness to blessing same-sex unions on a case-by-case basis. Hey, local music fans going to have a new venue to watch favorite bands, and now one of the largest. Providence Park, home of the Portland Timbers and Thorns soccer teams, has announced it will be hosting concerts beginning next summer. It will start with the legendary Foo Fighters on Friday, August 16th, as part of their Everything or Nothing at All North American tour. Foo Fighters will be the first act since 2005 to play the outdoor arena, formerly known as Civic Stadium, PGE Park, and Jeldwen Field. Configured for live music events, Providence Park will be able to seat around 30,000 people. So by comparison, the Moda Center seats about 20,000, while the amphitheater in the Gorge holds 27,000. Portland's Civic Stadium held its first concert way back in 1957 with Elvis Presley. I myself saw David Bowie there on the Glass Spider Tour, and opening the show was Duran Duran. Oh, I... I love them both. And they did Hungry Like a Wolf. Ah, even better. (laughs) Uh, I read that Tom Petty had played played that arena before. I'm going to find something to go to. I think that is an absolutely perfect place to have one of these large outdoor concerts uh, with, like like I said, 30,000 of your closest friends. It's fantastic. Plus, you got light rail, pulls right up to the stadium. Quick and easy to get to. You got maybe a little nightlife around the area afterwards. It'll be fun. be a fun evening. Mm Mm-hmm. Federal student loan borrowers will need to start making payments again this month after a three-year-plus pause due to the pandemic. You should expect a bill that lays out how much you have to pay each month, at least 21 days before your due date. It's likely that most borrowers have received their bill already, but if you have not, visit your loan servicer account. Interest started accruing again in September. So if you have student loans and haven't made a payment in the last three years, don't panic. Here's what experts recommend. The first step is to log into your studentaid.gov account. Check you who your loan servicer is. 
Many loan servicers changed during the pandemic, so you might have a different one than you did back in March of 2020. Once you know your loan servicer, you'll log into your account with them and access your student loan balance, monthly payment amounts, and interest rate. And lastly, update your personal information in your account with your loan servicer to make sure you receive all important correspondence. Two scientists have won the Nobel Prize in Medicine on Monday for discoveries that enabled the creation of the mRNA vaccines against COVID-19 that were critical in slowing the pandemic, technology that's also being studied to fight cancer and other diseases. Hungarian-American Caitlin Carrico and American Drew Weissman were cited for contributing to the unprecedented rate of vaccine development during one of the greatest threats to human health, according to the panel that awarded the prize in Stockholm, Sweden. Rico is the 13th woman to win the Nobel Prize in medicine. She was a senior vice president at BioNTech, which partnered with Pfizer to make one of the COVID-19 vaccines. Carrico and Weissman met by chance in the 1990s while photocopying research papers, Carrico told the Associated Press. The Nobel Prize carries the cash award of $1 million. Officials in Portland are warning people against recreating in the Willamette River until Wednesday after about 11,000 gallons of sewage spilled into the water yeah. overnight. Ooh. Yeah. The Bureau of Environmental Services say the discharge happened overnight near the Morrison Bridge after a malfunction at a nearby pump station. Anyone recreating in the Willamette River is asked to avoid contact with river water between the Morrison and Fremont bridges for about... 48 hours. The best solution to pollution is dilution. Dilution is the key. Right. Just let it wash on out of here. There you go. In sports, Major League Baseball playoffs get underway today with four wild card games, which are the best of three series. In the American League, the Texas Rangers play at the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Toronto Blue Jays are at the Minnesota Twins. In the National League, it is the Arizona Diamondbacks at the Milwaukee Brewers and the Florida Marlins at the Philadelphia Phillies. So the four teams with the first-round buys include the Baltimore Orioles, the Houston Astros, the Atlanta Braves, and the Los Angeles Dodgers. At seven years of age, Malachi Bayo joined a choir. In fact, he shared that he only started singing because, he said, his bossy mom forced him to go. But from the moment he started singing, he decided that it would be his future career. In his bid to achieve his dreams, the now 13-year-old British boy went on Britain's Got Talent to perform in front of the crowd and judges, including the notoriously critical Simon Cowell. The minute the youngster started singing, he lit up the stage. You be the judge for yourself. All right. And what's your name, please? Uh, my name is Malachi. I'm 13 years old and I'm a singer from London. All right, no more questions, I promise you. Good luck.
listening to Beautiful. that. Now, one of the reasons many were particularly moved by the this rendition is because he managed to achieve a musical rarity. He obtained an impressive frequency of 963 hertz. It's called the God frequency. Mm. Now, when listening to this sound level, listeners are brought to a level of happiness that's called the God frequency. And when you hear Bayou, it's hard not to feel you're in the presence of an angel. Yet there is a science behind the God frequency. This elusive hertz activate the pineal gland that produces serotonin or the happiness hormone. Some people refer to this as the spirituality gland, as the individual feels a strong sense of peace and harmony, balancing emotions and elevating the mood. After completing his audition, the crowd and judges gave a standing ovation to this young teen and understandably Cowell, who described Bayou as having the best voice he had ever heard, rewarded him with a golden buzzer that catapulted him into the finals. Although the teen did not win the final competition, he has since signed a record deal and has released an album fittingly called Golden. And hopefully he will continue to inspire others with his heavenly tones. Impressive. Isn't that beautiful? It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Saturday at 9.30 a.m., it is First Saturday Women's Morning Retreat at St. Cyril Catholic Church in Wilsonville. All women are invited to a morning retreat with Mary Sharon Moore, who will speak on Essentials of Prayer for the Christ-Centered Life. The cost is free, but donations gratefully accepted. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. Hey, it's Tuesday. You know what that means. It's a Tech Tuesday. It's a Tech Tuesday. Sarah Kinsey going to join us right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Pathway Church in Wichita, Kansas decided to do something out of the ordinary. They spent $22,000 to pay off the medical debt of 1,600 families in the state. As reported by Relevant Magazine, Pastor Todd Carter sent these families a note stating, We're Pathway Church. We may never meet you, but as an act of kindness in the name of Jesus Christ, your debt has been forgiven. Addressing his congregants, Pastor Carter said, Imagine what those 1,600 people felt like when they realized that this debt that has been hanging over their heads has been forgiven. That's exactly what God in the person of Jesus Christ wants you to feel each and every day, that your debt has been forgiven. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. Ernesto's offers full-service dining, banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, catering, takeout, and large order delivery. 
featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway next to Jesuit High School. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It is 8.53 at Mater Day Radio. Taking a look at your forecast today. Well, it's going to be a pretty nice day today. Still a chance of a shower this morning. Then we'll see some clouds, maybe a little sunshine this afternoon, a high of 66 degrees. Patchy fog overnight tonight, low of 50, and then areas of fog in the morning. Then mostly sunny skies for Wednesday, still right around mid-60s. Then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sunshine starting to look pretty nice. We're going to see highs right around the upper 70s, so maybe we'll touch 80. Who knows? Who knows? Well, currently it is 60 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 61 degrees at St. Anne's Church in Gresham. Well, around this time, we are doing all that we can here at Mater Dei Radio in preparation for our Fall share Now, twice a year, we ask all of our supporters and listeners to join Mater Dei Radio in continuing this mission started more than 30 years ago. Well, joining us this morning for a Tech Tuesday to let you know how you can, on your social media, support Mater Dei Radio. It is our digital media manager, Sarah Kenzie. Good morning, Sarah. Thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning. I'm happy to be here. So as I said, Sarah, we are doing all that we can. We've got an amazing guest list ready. We are preparing some audio elements so that way we can play throughout the week. And this is a great week, Sarah, that we ask all of our supporters to join and support Mater Day Radio and let people know on social media they support Mater Day Radio also. Tell our listeners a little bit about this media package that you've put together. Absolutely. So, um, yes, we have a whole packet of resources that are going to let our listeners just share with their family, their friends, um, that they support our local Catholic radio station. And it's really a great way to raise awareness that Shareathon is happening. And, you know, this is such an easy way, um, you know, even if you're not able to give financially or give much financially, just by hitting that share button on your Instagram or Facebook, that is an incredible way to really help us during share So I really encourage all of you, you can start right now if you'd like. We have a whole packet of different materials. So if you go to our website and go to our share page, which is right at the top, uh, there's several different uh, graphics there. There's ones you can just post um, onto like your feed, or you can also uh, customize some story templates. Um, And so that actually lets you add a little personal note to the graphic. You can say, you know, why you're grateful for Catholic radio, Uh, tying in with our theme of being changed by the Eucharist. You can also even share your own testimony um, of how you've been changed by Christ in the Eucharist. And so you'll find all of that on our webpage. Uh, You'll also find 
uh, those images saved and pinned at the top of our Facebook and Instagram accounts. Uh, especially on Instagram, though, it's it's harder to download them, but you can share them from uh, those posts. So if you don't have a whole lot of time to customize things, all you got to do, go to Facebook or Instagram, uh, choose one of those images that you like to share and just hit share. It just takes a couple minutes and that'll really help us uh, build some buzz going into next week. Sarah Kenzie is our digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio, and we are getting ready for another fantastic week. Our fall share begins on a Monday. David, you've put together an incredible list of uh, guests that will be joining us almost every hour. I think there were maybe only three hours that didn't have a guest, and well, who knows by the end of next by the time next week rolls yeah. around, those are going to be filled too. Well, yeah, I hope so. We'll uh, see if we can get those final spots filled, but if not, that that's fine too. And I want to give uh, a shout out too to Dina Marie, who's going to be our uh, host for the Sherathon. Uh, she helped uh, get some of the uh, guests as well, so thank you, Dina Marie, for your help on that. I do appreciate that. Speaking of which, she's got a busy week ahead because she's going to be down Rosary Bowl is coming up mm, on mm-hmm. Saturday. So uh, she'll be busy, and then she'll pop right over here on uh, Monday for the share of course, the whole week, October 9th through the 13th. So if you go to our website, and I know, Sarah, you'll be working on this over the next several days. We'll get a list up at some point of we, who, who our guests will be, correct? Yeah, so we, have, we already have a list. I wanted to mention that. Oh, so, good. Oh, nice. Um, if you go to our website, again, that Shareathon page, or if you go to our app, we have a whole Shareathon section. And in both of those places, you can find our guest list. And uh, both of those places are good to just check back in. We'll, we'll also list things like our gifts. Um, and we'll also have reflections and clips and interviews from our guests after they come on the air. So make sure you check back in to listen back to our wonderful guests. Yeah. You know, you've been, since you've been here, you've been doing that and it's such a really uh, beautiful new feature, if you will, to share when you're able to come into the studio and do some video clips of our guests and some of the inspirational things that they have to say about share And then you post them pretty quickly, too. I mean, you, you get them up I, 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 the, the same day, the next day. It's pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, so the there's going to be clips, like you said, video clips on our social media pages. So if you follow along on Facebook or Instagram, uh, that's right. We'll be sharing video clips, so which is so fun because you actually get to see our guests that are in studio with us. Um, and so that will be great. We, we try to turn that around, like you said, pretty quickly. But we also uh, have been posting the whole audio interview or just uh, specific clips. Um, and you can just listen to the audio directly in our app or directly off the web page. For our parishes, too, that are listening, when you go to that webpage, you're going to see where your pastor, we have so many that are willing to join us during the week. Be sure to let your friends know from your parish, too, that your priest is going to be on a certain hour. 
the inspiration is what fuels us when we have these guests that keep us going through the week. We are inspired and we feel so blessed to have so many great guests. So if your priest is coming on, we'll be sure to let your friends know and tune into those hours. It is not a competition, David. It is not a competition. Right. However, <laughs> there is just a little friendly um uh, encouragement, yeah. we'll call it, between yeah. the priests when they get together and they like to let uh, the other priests know whether or not they made their hour. I believe both Monsignors will be on maybe on the same day. I'm not quite sure, but that is already looking to be such a wonderful time. So, Sarah, thank you again. Now, for our listeners who have not downloaded the Hail Mary Media app on their smartphone, it is really quick and easy to do. Just remind our listeners, if they have not downloaded the Hail Mary Media app, maybe don't even know how to get to apps. Sure. How do they do that? Uh, so the easiest way is just to go uh, to your app store. So um, uh, whether you're on Android or Apple, uh, you can just go right to your app store and just search Hail Mary Media, and it's going to pop up. You'll see our blue logo with Mary. And if you're if you're still not quite sure uh, how to do that, you can also go to our webpage, and we have a, a link on the very front top of the page um, that also has information on how to download the app. And uh, I'll say too, make sure you check that Shareathon section. Uh, right now, it does have uh, the guest list. It also has a Give Now button. Uh, you can give uh, directly in the app. So if you're uh, waiting to make your matching fund or next or your gift to our matching fund or next week to give, uh, you can do that easily through the app, which will make things a lot simpler, I think, for people. You, you told us yesterday, I believe now, 2,500 folks have downloaded the free Hail Mary Media app. That's right. Yes, it's very exciting. Not 25, 2,500. 2,500. That is going to be one of the things that I am going to carry with me for a little while. Last (laughs) week, I believe I said 25 people. And in my mind, I thought I had said 100 after that, but apparently I didn't. So (laughs) twenty more than 2,500. In fact, I helped my own parents on their tablet. I went and got their tablet and I downloaded it for them. So that way they can listen live from San Diego. So uh, if you have a, a younger friend, a little more tech savvy for than than you feel comfortable doing yourself, just ask them, I want to get the Hail Mary Media app on my phone. Can you help me? Oh, I guarantee they will. Maybe somebody after church on Sunday. So, Sarah, thanks so much for joining us today. We've got a busy week ahead and we want all of our listeners to tune in every day. But start listening on Monday for that fall share Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Blessings to you all. This is Bishop Peter Smith. Please join me in these prayers of Eucharistic revival from Our Lady of Fatima. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ 
present in all the tabernacles of the world in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference by which he is offended. And through the infinite merits of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg of you the conversion of sinners. Amen. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 855 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast this morning. 30% chance of showers this morning. Then cloudy skies, high of 66 degrees. Patchy fog overnight tonight, low of 50. And then for Wednesday, we'll have some areas of morning fog. Then mostly sunny afternoon for Wednesday. Looking good. Highs in the mid-60s. Thursday, sunny, 77. Currently 61 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is I Am They from the day. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. When you found me, I was so blind. My sin was before me, I was swallowed by pride. But out of the darkness, you brought me to your light. You showed me new mercy and opened up my eyes. From the day you saved my soul.
says, I am they and from the day. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. That's going to wrap it up for the Morning Blend on this Tuesday. David and Brenda with you. Thank you so much for tuning in on this Tech Tuesday. I asked you the question, do they still use fax machines anymore? I think that they're I think they're just kind of incorporated into your printer now. Are they? You can get a printer that's kind of those all-in-ones, copy prints and faxes. Yeah. So. Huh. I don't know. Okay. What's your fax number? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, Dina Marie. I believe Bishop Peter Smith can be filling in today. Oh, so they okay. got a great episode nice. for you. Have a very blessed day.